everyone, and welcome to Shades Midweek, where we have conversations about theology, culture, and all things Shades. I am Brad Brown, joined in the studio by Jonathan Hafes. We're missing John Mark today. But, uh, Jonathan, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay, Brad. I'm trying to be more honest these days. Yeah? And, uh, yeah, it's it's been a hard week. Like, yeah? Like, not gonna lie, it's been a hard week, but this, this is a nice uh, oasis, in the midst of the week, I, I get excited about Shades Midweek, and I'm particularly Me too. excited. That makes two of us. Well, I'm particularly excited about today, uh, not only because you know we get to to play around without the producer in the booth. Like That's John, right. John Mark's not here to to lay yeah. down the law. I can feel the power. Yeah, um, but not only that, but we have a special guest today. A guest so special that I I would just like to rush straight in. To this oh yeah, interview. no, yeah. I want to just right into his time totally because this is someone who, <sighs> debatably, I don't, I don't know if I would say she's a fan of the show and loves the show, but definitely <laughs> one of the most passionate, uh, passionately opinionated about the content of the show. Definitely has a lot of passion. So for yes, sure. you know, and 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 no fear when it comes to letting us know when we have made horrible errors. <laughs> Well, without further ado, Jonathan. No, I'm very excited. We have been for a long time wanting to have none other than Tanisha Garnier on Shades Midweek. Tanisha, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was our studio uh, audience clapping in the background. Right, right. Yeah. So Tanisha is joining us via phone through all of the uh, technological magic that JM explained to us before he left. Um, But we're excited to have you on. We've had your husband on. Yeah, but t- to be a hundred percent honest, I mean that was just that was kind of like as a favor to him. <laughs> we really were just kind of getting through him so we could get to you where we really sure, wanted to sure. be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. <laughs> no, we have been talking about this for a, a very, very long time, and so <laughs> so we are excited. Brad, you want to get yeah, us started? Hey. Yes. So. Uh, Tanisha, we normally start by asking uh, the person we're interviewing to just tell us a little bit about uh, where they came from, where they grew up, and then we kind of follow up with that with uh, how they came to faith. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you came from and how you grew up? And and along the way, feel free to correct anything and everything that Victor <laughs> shared. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um so for those who may not know, I grew up an Air Force kid. So my dad uh, joined the Air Force right out of high school. Him and my mom got married in 1985. And then I was born in 1987 in Fort Walton, Florida. Sorry. Um, we lived there for about hmm, probably three years. And then he was stationed in England. Um, so like, yeah. The UK, <laughs> jo- jolly old England, <laughs> not England, yes. Alabama, the small <laughs> no, town. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do have a um, <laughs> right. So we moved there, uh, nineteen ninety. Uh, that's where I started school, and it's where my younger brother was born in ninety two. Um, yeah. So I did kindergarten there, and have fond memories of my little like British friends uh, I don't remember <laughs> the school wasn't a private school but it was kind of like a 
international, like there were British kids there and then there were base kids. So we were just all kind of in mixed classrooms together. So um, that's where I remember making some of my like first little, little friends or having, you know, my little pony play dates and stuff. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, did you keep in touch with any of them over the years? Unfortunately, no. Like uh, some of the uh, Air Force families, my parents are still really close with because gotcha. they kind of formed really good community wherever we landed. Uh, but yeah, I don't really keep in touch with any of those kids. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, to, to so be after... fair, to be fair, I'm not in contact with anyone that was in my kindergarten class either. No, yeah, I don't know. So uh, yeah, that was three years there. My little brother was born February '92. Then we moved to Goldsboro, North Carolina, the following year '93. Um, and so when I think of like my childhood, childhood. It's usually those memories. So when we were on that Air Force Base, Seymour Johnson, um, we were really involved with church and stuff there. We were there for about mm, probably like four or five years. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I did. So, okay. This is something that people might not know also. So moving from England to North Carolina, I don't know education wise like somehow they were like hey all the stuff that you're going to learn in first grade you already know it so we're going to put you in second grade so I skipped the first grade so wow um, (laughs) yeah so uh from there like school was always you know I, I was a good student but just had a little difficulty you know if you imagine a kindergartner plopped into a second grade class the assessment was a little difficult yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was there from second grade till sixth grade. So I started middle school in North Carolina. So that was a lot of those awkward memories are there. Oh, yes. um, and then 19, well, shoot, I should have asked my mom. But in 1996 or 97, uh, so my parents are both from Alabama, and my mom's mom, so my maternal grandmother, got in a really bad car accident that year, and she had to come live with us for a little bit. Um, and then when my dad's next station came up, my parents were both praying, praying, like, we need to go somewhere closer to Alabama so mm-hmm. we can help her get back home and get back, you know, rehabilitated. And so, mm-hmm. um, 98, we were stationed in Montgomery. Uh, and so they were super excited because we we're about a, like two hours from where they're from mm. uh, down near Mobile. So uh, we were able to move grandma back in her house and we're able to go and visit and check on her a little more frequently once we were back down south. Uh, and that's where my dad retired in 05, 07, somewhere. And while I was... Uh, well, yeah, it had to be a six when I was in college. Uh, but yeah, so that's where I graduated high school. Also, where I met Victor, which is his own little. Oh yeah, we got to come back to that. We got to get <laughs> we got to get the real story. Sure. Yes. 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 So <laughs> uh, yeah, so I graduated from Montgomery. Went to Loveless Academic Magnet Program High School. With graduated with eighty five people. <laughs> so yes, yeah, small school. 
not really a lot to share about high school. I just studied a lot and didn't really have a social life. Um, <laughs> and then, well, before yeah, before you get into okay. high school and then we get into college, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you said you grew up in the church? Why don't you talk yeah. to us a little bit about how your faith developed, what that looked like for you? Sure. Um, so, like I said, my family's always been in the church and involved. Our background, like denominationally, is pretty uh, just non-denominational, kind of charismatic, Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but each base that we lived at, uh, the church was pretty much our family. So being mm. an Air Force kid, like you're not close to extended family as much, but I had so many, you know, fake cousins or friends that mm-hmm. were like sisters and uh, my mom's friends were all like my aunties. And so, uh, yeah, the church that I probably grew up in the face the most was when we were in North Carolina, we went to an Assemblies of God church. So when y'all had Chris Cargill on, there were so many things. <laughs> that was like so much same, so much same. But uh, so that's where I did like Missionettes and Stars, which was like Girl Scouts for Christian little girls. And you said Stars? Yes, yeah, Stars. Susanna, Tabitha, and Ruth. I think were the letters. That's and once that's you like awesome. reach, <laughs> once you got all the badges, you got to have. They had like this, almost like a a debutante ball. Like you got a really pretty dress, <laughs> and they like gave you a crown. And I never got to do it because oh, no. numbers numbers held me back. We were supposed to read the whole Bible. <laughs> and have it checked off, and I just didn't read numbers. And they were like, you got to read numbers. Like, whatever. Yeah, nope. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then my dad got his orders, and I was like, I'm moving anyways. Whatever, this is lame. Um, See, the Baptist version yeah. of that is RAs and GAs. I don't know if you've ever okay. heard of that. Uh-uh. Very similar. And the girls yeah, get well. a crown and... A baton? Oh, oh, like a scepter. It's a scepter. scepter, Brad. It's a scepter, a baton. Oh, wow. My word. Yes, but it was a big deal. Yeah. Yes. So, but that's where, like, that church is where I became Christian. Um, I got baptized there. I remember in the baptismal pool, like, our pastor would say, like, what's something that you're grateful to God for today? And I, in my, like, little eight-year-old voice, like the Lord has saved me from a lifetime of sin. <laughs> and I just remember everyone laughing, like laughing. Yes. And I'm like From a lifetime did. of sin, Brad. From a lifetime. lifetime. Eight whole years of just sending it up. And oh, you're rebellious. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. He saved me. And uh then from there. Yeah, my parents, like I said, they were always involved. I think my dad was an elder. Yeah, he did like, yeah, he's treasury elder or something. Um, we always had people over our house, always doing like prayer services. So, um, yeah, it just was a very integral part of growing up. And then in Montgomery, they uh, were at a non-denominational church um, for about 10 years. And then while I was in college, they uh, moved to a different church that had just started. 
So there's really, I mean, just thinking through all the Sundays of my life, like there's very rarely been a Sunday where it was just like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to do church today. We're just going to chill out. Like mm. it really wasn't until, you know, early in the pandemic last year that I realized like, oh, Sunday is a whole day. Like people just like get up and go run and get groceries and <laughs> see their friends. Like what? <laughs> So, yeah, that was just a foreign concept to me because even when I was by myself in college, like a huge thing once I got to Alabama was like, I've got to find a church. I've got to find people to like hold me accountable and Mm. make sure that, you know, I stay on the right path. And so, yeah, Sundays have always been the Lord's day for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you said you grew up in kind of charismatic, Pentecostal, non-denominational settings. Now, mm-hmm. Tanisha, I don't think I've ever seen you grab a flag and run around the sanctuary. I'm a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. You're holding out on I know. me. So I, I know. But, but I am curious, how do you feel like that uh, tradition has kind of shaped your faith? Um, in a lot of ways. I think growing up and seeing so many, like, really weird things happen in church kind of instilled maybe a little bit of fear of God like not in a good way but just like I just need to make sure everything is out on the table because if I don't like some prophet is going to come and they're going to tell my parents everything that I've done wrong and I just need to have a clean slate and so I was just like (laughs) super anxious kid where like I would wake up in the middle of the night, like, oh my gosh, I forgot that I sinned today and told this girl that I didn't want to play with her. I need to go find my parents and ask them for forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) So um, in that way, it wasn't that great because I think... I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining Talitha waking me up in the middle of the night. I'd be like, no, what you need to ask forgiveness for is for waking me up. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But I think just like the reality of the supernatural and and God just being ever present was just very much drilled into me. Mm. Um, And so like now that is into more of a a holy reverence and acknowledgement of his righteousness and stuff. But Mm. I definitely struggled with the concept of like, oh, he loves me, even though he sees everything that I do because in my head I'm like maybe maybe some of that love is reserved or mm. you know just a lot of toxic kind of things to yeah. unlearn but ultimately what I gained was just an appreciation for community um mm. and I think that just comes with how involved my parents were with things it, there was rarely a Sunday that someone wasn't coming over our house at the last minute or um my parents were really good about inviting like single like single women or single guys who weren't from where we were at the time uh usually people that were in the air force with my dad younger uh soldier younger sergeant i don't know (laughs) (laughs) younger people they would always come over and eat dinner with us and hang out and play video games or whatever um and that just instilled in me a love for 
the people of God and the love of relationships and connection and um, hospitality and just all the things that I saw them model uh, that were so tied together in like it's Sunday, we go to church, we come back, Miss Beverly and her kids come over, we play outside, okay, we got to get wiped up because we got to go back to church at six and then we're going to sit together, but you better not talk or you're going to get in trouble. Like it was just a whole lifestyle and there's so much of it that, like I said, I've had to kind of grapple with theologically, but a lot of the um, community component still holds. So I'm really grateful for that. Mm. That's awesome. I, uh, I, I, I know that next I'm supposed to ask you about meeting Victor, which we're, we're going to uh, hopefully get to hear a little bit of some corrections on. I've, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure, for sure. But before we get there, I do have one more question that involves both your growing up and your faith. Um, and, and that is Tanisha, you and I have had a few conversations here and there about, uh, the role of music in your life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, adolescent. and and could you could you just speak to that for one moment? Maybe first, just to the uh, the genres of music that you yes. uh, found particularly appealing, and uh, oh, for sure, yeah. Let's start there. Okay, well, being raised in the church as I was, and with parents who were you know super into like doing things of the Lord, I was not allowed to listen to secular music, and so. Christian contemporary music, CCM, as it is better known, uh, was my jam. And, uh, yeah, I just... Wait, no secular music at all? None. Did you ever sneak in the You know, I used to, in like the seventh grade, I would watch little snippets of MTV and BET after Uh, I got home from school. (laughs) And I would, like memorize those time life commercials of like old 60s music so like (laughs) if you play like 30 seconds of a turtle song I will probably know it just that little bit because I I took what I could get um all the the while fearing that that prophet was going to come I was about to say were you you waking up in the middle of the night call you out exactly exactly yep yeah, <laughs> and like you have the remote where it's like you got the recall button ready for like if you hear a parent. Oh yeah, yeah I'm totally. Yeah, we've all been there. I'm totally convinced that recall button wasn't invented by some teen somewhere. Yes, for sure. So I want to say like my parents have my dad's like a huge music fan, which is so weird because like now they listen to like all the oldies and all that, but. At at that point as a child they just strictly listened to like gospel or uh Hosanna praise (laughs) so my first cassette tape was point point of grace yes uh I forgot the name of it but it's where they're all in white and (laughs) I just remember being like man this is so cool like they're a, a group of girls and they're singing about Jesus and um, just their harmonies and stuff. I really think listening to those kind of groups and like my dad, like I said, played a lot of choirs uh, where it's like, altos, tutors, what you say? Like, and so <laughs> I think that really helped me understand like parts and harmonies and melody. And so, yeah, Point of Grace, 
uh, all the all the hits. Crystal Lewis, that was the person that I was waiting for y'all to talk about the most because yes, we failed you. You just don't understand how important she was. Like Crystal Lewis was probably my Britney Spears. Like it was that <laughs> it was that serious. Um, for for all of our faithful listeners out there, Tanisha is referencing. Uh, her her feelings right after the release of our yeah. CCM episode last year. We uh we may or may not have received a lengthy review. Yep. <laughs> yes. For, well, for I what think was that left was my, out. Yeah, I think that was my first full episode that I listened to. Maybe I don't know, but I just remember being like, I cannot believe that I left off Crystal Lewis and Jackie Valesco and Florida Grace. And all all the ladies, all the ladies. Um, but yeah, I just really got really into it. I've always liked, um, you know, jars of clay, and just and now being an adult and listening to contemporary music, like, oh, this is like y'all said, this is the Boo Boo Dolls. This is this this is Nirvana. Okay, yeah. cool. Like, but for me at that point, it was just really good to have something. Because I think if I hadn't had that as like Christian alternatives, I probably would have just either just listened to gospel music all the time, or probably just kept sneaking and eventually gotten caught and gotten in a lot of trouble. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I need to know at what point because you've you've really emphasized that you weren't allowed to listen to secular music, Mm-mm. but Tanisha. Due, due to our relationship, I have been forced to listen to a podcast all about the career of Ashley Simpson before. Oh, yes. So yes, at yes, what yes, point yes, yes. in your life did uh, Ashley Simpson enter? Well, so Ashley Simpson, for those of you who don't know, is the younger sister of one Jessica Simpson, uh, who had the show Newlyweds with her then-husband, Nick Lachey. And this was once we had moved to Montgomery, um, we had MTV and stuff like, and my my parents kind of relaxed on a lot of the rules with my brother because, uh, God love him, he is just one who's like, hey, this is the rule, I'm not gonna do that. I want to do this, <laughs> and so, and I would just watch like, Darius, they're gonna find all of these Nelly CDs. What are you gonna do? <laughs> like, I'll just get my friend to burn me some more. <laughs> like. <"What?"> <laughs> so once he was like in middle school the rules were kind of just very like don't do anything ridiculous and so I would watch uh the newlyweds and then I watched Ashley Simpson's show and she was just like pieces of me right pieces of me and Ryan Cabrera and just (laughs) when she dyed her hair black and it was just so edgy and they just didn't understand her uh it was just something about I don't know, being the quote unquote black sheep of the family that was like very appealing to me. <laughs> and I think just like that pop punk princess like Avril Lavigne and uh Haley Williams from Paramore, like all those ladies that I'm just like I know they're not all the same and I know their talent does not is not equal. However, I just really, I just really liked her, and I really did not like Jessica Simpson. So. I would be, I would be so interested to do like a, an Instagram poll. How many of you would have pegged like, teenage Tanisha Garnier as being really into like pop punk yes. princess yes. type stuff? But not I <laughs> blows mean, my mind. Yes, 
the music, but then also like the vibes. Like, and I think part of that was like growing up, we didn't get to wear all the name brand. Like, oh, this is super cool. Everybody's wearing LL Bean or whatever. And so I saw them as like, hey, I'm going to wear a t-shirt with a necktie that I got from my dad and I'm just cool and y'all are lame. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was a big part of it. There have to be pictures of this somewhere. Oh, I mean, yeah, but we're not, we're not going <laughs> to. Oh, we have to. That has to be the Instagram post now for the podcast. Hmm, wonder if I, I don't think any of that's on the internet. I deactivated my face. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, we would love to hear your corrections <laughs> We'd love to hear the real story, Tanisha, sure, about how sure. how you and Victor met. Okay, so he wasn't completely wrong, but he left some things unsaid that made me come out in a pretty bad light. So <laughs> I met Victor uh, because he started dating someone that I was best friends with in high school. Uh, we are not close anymore, not in a negative way. It's just in the way that, like, you graduate. She went to one school. I went to one school. He went to the Coast Guard. Like he said, they broke up, but we stayed friends, yada, yada, yada. Salt and pepper is playing in in my head right now. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) There there were many years. So we graduated high school in 04. Victor and I did not start dating until 2011. So that's like... It's a lifetime, you know, like, so it, it is a lifetime. You sin for a lifetime and then, and then there's <laughs> know, another right? lifetime right here. The whole life, yes. <laughs> and so in meeting Victor, the very first time I saw him, we were at a school like band performance. She went to the art school, uh, like the arts magnet school. Um, and she's like, Oh, if you come to this thing, you'll get to meet my boyfriend. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and we get Wait, there. Were y'all both in band? No, I wasn't in band. I was oh, just okay. going to the performance. And there was this lanky black dude just like dancing his heart out. And I was like, oh my gosh, is he okay? Like, just, like is he all right? And he's like, that's him. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, wow. Okay. And then we, I don't remember what we talked about that afternoon. But so it was love at first sight I, is what you're saying. <laughs> I thought he was a very interesting person. And then um, because she also was in a household similar to mine where like, oh, if you're going to have a boyfriend, you have to have a chaperone on all your dates and you can't be alone. I was there like third wheel all the time. Oh. <laughs> um, and so their first date, they went. We, we saw um, You Got Served, and her mother came with us, and it was at, like, the Dollar Theater in Montgomery, uh, and somehow we had gotten the time wrong, and we thought it started at 4, but it really didn't start till 5.30, and so we were just, like, in the lobby of the movie theater for an hour and a half. But, yeah, so that was my first little introduction to Victor, and then over the years, we stayed friends, dated other people. Uh, but he was always kind of like, um, I can't think of a, not necessarily like Blossom's friend. I forgot his name, but like, you know, like on the TV shows where it's like, I'm the girl and I have all these boy problems, but I'm glad I have my guy friend to like, 
go to and get some clarity on things. Mm-hmm. That was Victor for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I would call him like, oh my gosh, I really like this guy, but I don't really understand what, like, yeah. So that was the nature of our friendship for a while. <laughs> and then we started dating in 2011. And that was after I had gotten out of a relationship for, I think I had been officially been with the guy for like a year. Then he broke up with me on Valentine's Day in Applebee's. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why that just that just hurt my heart. Yes. It, Applebee's it, it, like it, so public. It, yes, so public. <laughs> <laughs> but but then we were on and off for like a year and a half and then I decided I was gonna go to so I was in grad school at the time. I decided I was gonna go to Virginia, work on my PhD, like I gotta get out of here, just clear my head and then Victor's like, Hey, I've been praying about you, and I just really think the Lord is leading me. Like, you know, Victor. You, you know. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes, we, hey, we man. Know, we know that romantic. <laughs> yes. And I was like, you know, I'm moving to Virginia in the summer. I don't think this is going to work. And I think he asked me like two more times. And yeah, I was like, you know what? What the heck? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> but. But no, I really did care about him, and I knew, like, he's a godly man, and just so much of him was opposite of who I had been with, and so it just, it was a weird, like, transition, though, from friend to boyfriend, um, just because it's kind of like, oh, he's like my brother, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it blossomed from there. How long did y'all date? We dated long distance for like seven or eight months and then we got engaged in november that year and then we got married the year after so 2012 so yeah what what month in 2012 did y'all get married november november and then y'all were y'all came to shades early 2013 right yes so we got so married. Crazy to me. Yeah, like Victor and Newlyweds. Yeah, we were married. He moved to Blacksburg with me, and then I finished my postdoc up there, got an internship down here, and before we moved, I made a spreadsheet of all the churches that were within like ten miles of where we were going to be living, and that was our plan of attack: of like we're going to go to each church and like rate our experience and then figure out like which one's the good fit. Uh, and like you said, Shades was like second or third, which yeah, at that point we were like, yeah, this is, this is cool. And I like legitimately remember our first Sunday, like it happened yesterday because uh, Sharon Ponder introduced herself to us and she was so excited we were there. And I was like, Oh my gosh, she's the nicest person in the world. <laughs> And then uh, we went out to eat with Brad and some other guys from Beeson, and they were just all so nice to us. And we're like, oh my gosh, these people are really cool. (laughs) Where did we go? We went to Homewood Diner, which does not exist anymore. Oh, wow. (laughs) R.I.P. Yes. (laughs) I know, right? That's right. Wow. Yes. So, 2013. I wonder how many people 
in, in recalling their first Sunday at Shades would include, and I met Sharon Ponder. <laughs> Probably everybody. Probably Most. everybody. <laughs> yes. Oh. Totally. We got to have Sharon on at some point. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, so obviously, it's uh, it's not just you and Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us uh, a little bit about your uh, your journey as a family, whatever you'd like to share. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it brief. Uh, so I think, well, well, I don't know. Some people know, some people don't. Uh, we've had two pregnancies. We have one living child. Our first pregnancy uh, resulted in our son, Xavier. Uh, he was born September 29th, 2016. He was born super early at like 21 and a half weeks. Um, so there wasn't any kind of life-saving measures they could do. Uh, we got to spend about an hour, hour or two with him. Uh, and then he, he passed while we were holding him after about like 10, 15 minutes. Um, but we just got to sing over him and pray and just that season of losing our first child after having a lot of fertility issues uh, was really hard. Um, but I am so thankful that God had us in a place where people were really good at taking care of us and walking with us through that. Um, yeah, so that, that's probably what cemented for me, like shades being where we needed to be, uh, and just seeing the rawness and ugliness of grief and having a community to almost just like collapse in front of, like we would, we were still coming to church and stuff, but I would just like sit like a shell of a person and uh grace or park or somebody stephanie davis like they would find me and just sit with me like it wasn't even like here are these really cliche encouraging words it was just like no this sucks and we're gonna stay here with you and and say it sucks too um and so i just grew a whole lot in that season and trusting the lord and learning to lean on community and not try to like get through things on my own because that was definitely something I could not do on my own and at the time Victor was uh, finishing up fire academy so just logistically he was just super busy in in work mode and um yeah I just spent a lot of time with women of shades in that season I remember going to the zoo with people and their kids and I just like we just want you to hang out with us and we're at home all day and we know you're at home so come hang out with us at the zoo or let's go get coffee and it just kind of created a community for me that was very 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 healing mm-hmm. um and so then a year and a half after having Xavier I got pregnant again and this was after you know talking with some fertility specialist about what was going on with me and uh, we figured it out and yeah after getting pregnant with Ezra uh, kind of the same thing happened so I went into labor super early but I was able to be on bed rest in the hospital this time for about two and a half weeks and then she was born at 24 weeks and 
for an entire summer. Uh, but again, do what? I was just going to say, remind me how much she weighed when she was born. She weighed one pound, nine ounces, and she was 11 inches long. Not quite a Subway sandwich. I believe is what Victor put in the email that we sent to everyone. (laughs) I I, I still remember seeing her for the first time. It just just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, It was definitely crazy to like see all the ways that the medical professionals were able to kind of walk us through each phase of her development um, and just recognizing the ways that things ended up so differently than did for Xavier, um, which we're, you know, obviously super, super thankful for. Uh, again, the body just really loved on us and took care of us. I don't think I had to cook like that whole summer because someone was always bringing us a meal or sending us gift cards and it was just yeah, so our our foray into uh, parenthood has been a little difficult, but it is so sweet now. Um, just seeing her, she'll be three in April, and just like, oh my gosh, you're a whole person, and you've got opinions, and she will tell me her opinions. Um, don't know where she gets her 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 opinionated self yeah, from. No idea. Yeah, no, knowing her parents, yeah. I no no yeah, clue. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm home full time with her now, and yeah, it's been been good. Well, uh, I'd love to hear you just share a little bit about what have been some challenges uh, during this COVID season, uh, being a, a stay-at-home mom with her. Oh, man. Well, it's kind of weird because early quarantine, like last March, it was kind of this feeling of like, okay, well, this is kind of familiar because I'm at home anyways. Uh, And so the hardest part initially was just finding a good rhythm as a family of like, okay, well, we got to go outside and be in the sun and we have to, you know, go for a walk or uh, take Ezzy in the stroller somewhere. Um, and so just finding ways to break up the day. Cause like, if you just look at a 24 hour day, like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be with this kid the whole day. Like what? But like <laughs> you get, you get to nap time and then you get to dinner and then you get to bed and it's fine. Um, and that just kind of, been the rhythm of our life uh the past almost past year um what's been most challenging for me has been one like just not being able to do normal life stuff with community um Mm, and like it was a lot easier in the summer to be like oh we're gonna grab lunch and be at the park or you know seeing people in that way right right Mm -hmm. but this winter has just been really hard and I, I feel like I am, I try to be pretty intentional about reaching out to people and touching base and checking in, but there's just so much happening and you almost can't keep up where it's like, okay, well, I was gonna meet this person for coffee, but they're on isolation because they got exposed last week and this person and their family has COVID and oh my gosh, like, Mm. so that whole current of where we're at right now has just been like, oh my gosh, I just want to see my friends. 
Um, and mm. so just finding ways to stay connected with people is taking a little more uh, effort on my part than normal, um, which isn't horrible. It's just, it's just hard. It's a hard yeah. reality yeah. where it's like, I can't see my friend for 10 days. Just, I just can't because right. they're sick and mm. this sucks. And, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think early yeah. on, one of the ways that we would talk about it is, you know, COVID is a situation where, um, every natural inclination you have for a difficult situation mm-hmm. are specifically the things you can't do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like all of your exactly. natural inclinations are like, you know, to go be with people or to, yep. to love, to hug them, to, you yep. know, to, to share a meal. Yeah. To, and it's like, yep. yeah, that's the list of things you're not allowed to do. And yeah. It's just or like, oh, you're really stressed with your kids. Just drop them off and we'll hang out. Like, right. Oh. Yeah. 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 No. Totally. No. Totally. Well, that's been really hard. Well, Tanisha, mm-hmm. two things really quick. One, I okay. sincerely apologize because I have committed to a meeting this afternoon uh, with somebody I haven't uh, gotten to see since like March. Um, yeah. So, so, so I've got to run. So Brad's going to finish up. But the second okay. thing is, uh, we forgot to do a speed round. So before we Uh-oh. close this out, we're going to make sure that happens. So Brad's going to do okay. a speed round with you. But thank you so okay. much for letting me get to be a part of this conversation. And no problem. it's, it's, it's going to happen again. It's going to yeah. happen again. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, Tanisha. Well, okay. Jonathan's gone. So if there's anything negative you'd like to say about him, now's the time you can oh, be honest. Oh, my God. No, you know, I'm just <laughs> But well, we we were having such good conversations that we forgot to include the speed round, and so this is a meet a member first. We are going to end with a speed round. Um, Okay, perfect. Are you aware of how the speed round works? Yes. Okay, so you're ready. You're good to go. I'm ready. Yes. First question. Texting or talking? Texting. Were you, were you ever a, a talker on the phone? Um, in like middle school, before <laughs> texting was a thing, I think I'm better with writing out my words and I don't like being caught off guard. So just text me. Uh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, for, for, <laughs> for sure. Um, nickname your parents used to call you. Oh, uh, they still call me Mimi. Mimi? Mimi, as in Tanisha. Mimi. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, last song you downloaded? I don't really download songs. The last song, <laughs> the last song you listened to? Uh, uh, I don't know. I had worship music playing earlier. Oh, no. The last song I downloaded Dua Lipa's album on Hoopla. Ah, do you like it? I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, sticking in that vein, fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is. Ooh. Taylor Swift is. Oh. Someone I love to hate, but I probably just am jealous of her life where she gets to make music and stay home with her cats. 
and her lipstick is always on point. Like that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's not, uh, can't debate that point. Yeah. So you're not a Taylor Swift fan, is what I'm hearing. <sighs> okay, so uh, blank spaces. Yeah. Slap, as the youth say. Um, that is <laughs> that is my jam. Uh, her new albums, I haven't really given a lot of attention to, but I like blank spaces and what's the other one. Uh, oh, 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 oh. yeah, sound. <laughs> <laughs> red right isn't the album name red uh, don't make me laugh. Um, i don't know <laughs> all right well fair enough um who was your first celebrity crush first celebrity crush <laughs> whoa i'm gonna go hmm it's either jonathan taylor thomas or will smith Ah. <laughs> uh. How old do you think you were? Uh, probably like second or third grade. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Uh, place you most want to travel. Okay. <laughs> Copenhagen, Denmark. <laughs> Denmark? Yes. I've been reading a lot about Scandinavian culture and another word that I don't know how to pronounce that's like their whole culture of just being outside as much as you can and like Scandinavian parenting and like kids being out in the woods and everybody getting dirty and it's okay like I just feel like it's that that's my people somewhere <laughs> like deep deep down and the houses are so cute like I've just followed a lot of Instagram accounts that are in Denmark and yeah. Other than the food, I don't think I would like the food, but I just want to see it. <laughs> awesome. I think that's our first Denmark selection when it comes to travel. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, how many cups of coffee do you drink per day? <sighs> Usually one. It's been one and like a weaker one later in the day because I use the French press and I just like put more hot water in the yeah. whole ground. So you can drink it in the afternoon and still go to bed. Yeah, if I do it that way. But if I have like two legit cups of coffee, I will have a panic attack. Like for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, hmm. Do you currently own any stuffed animals? Do I own any stuffed animals? No. <laughs> did you ever? Did you have a favorite favorite stuffed animal growing up? I I don't. I, I mean, I had a bunch, but I don't know that anyone was my favorite. Like to be like, oh, I had to have my stuffy or whatever. I just had a ton. I was big on Barbie dolls. That was my jam. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, do you Instagram your food? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes if I, if I feel like it's cute, y'all don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> now, Victor told us his favorite restaurant, so you have to tell us a restaurant, one of your favorite restaurants. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants is Dawes 
barbecue. Saw's barbecue. Oh yes. yes. And I am ashamed of his choice, but that's <laughs> <laughs> You're not you're not didn't he say Olive Garden? Yeah. And I worked at uh what's it called? Macaroni Grill in high school. They were our competitors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Were you were you a waitress or a hostess or? I was a hostess with the mostess. <laughs> Any other odd jobs yeah. that we should know about? I worked as a uh, research uh, market research caller. Uh, not a telemarketer. This is not a telemarketing <laughs> call. I just wanted, yeah. So I did that. I was that person that called at dinner and asked if you wanted to do a radio review or something. I did that for a summer, and then I worked on and off at different preschools. But that's kind of in the vein of what I do. So. All right. Last question. You've done great. You haven't hesitated. Yay. Been very no. quick. Potentially the best speed round we've had. Thank you. All right. We'll end with this. What is one thing that Victor does that annoys you? One thing? You can list, um, you can list as many as you want. No. Uh, one thing that he annoys me? <laughs> um, I'm trying to, like... <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, one thing that he does that annoys me, he he, he swallows water really loudly, <laughs> and I've told him this so many times that when he does it now, I feel like it's intentional, and it really really makes me angry. Um, yeah, that's the first thing I could think of. I had an answer for the egg question, and you didn't ask me the egg question. Oh, see, that's that's a John Mark go to. But we'll, go okay. ahead, you can an- you can answer. How do how do you like your? I eggs? like. I like my eggs over medium, and Victor liked his eggs scrambled hard. And I just want to let every single girl know that as you're asking your guys all these questions and wanting to make sure you're compatible, make sure you're egg compatible because there is nothing like making your over medium egg and then having your husband say, Oh, so I just scrambled eggs? And you're just like, That's a whole other set of skills that I've got to uh, so yes egg compatibility is. is important lady and gentle no you're exactly right I like scrambled and it drives Jordan crazy because I'm yes. very very picky I feel like everyone's picky about their eggs right I mean is yes. there anyone that doesn't care about their eggs I don't I don't know anyone uh, yeah me neither I'm, I'm very picky <laughs> and annoys her so yeah definite definite major issue in, in marriage yes. for sure yep <laughs> Well, Tanisha, you not only survived the speed round, you thrived. Woo! Yes. So, <laughs> so it, we've, we've come to the end. Is there anything left that you wanted to talk about that we haven't gotten to address? We want to give you the last word. Oh, wow. Um, well, I just really want to highlight the issues around the systemic racism and bur- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, here we go. It's going to be a longer <laughs> podcast, but go ahead. <laughs> yes, we could do a whole other thing. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, I think we've been at shades long enough to like be highs and lows. And I think it was Amy Ross's episode where she was talking about like just 
staying planted even in the midst of all of that. And mm. I definitely feel um, in this season where things are just not as they normally are, it can feel really easy to kind of withdraw and fade into the background and yeah. kind of feel like no one would see me if I just wasn't here because mm. I'm not here. Um, mm. Just wanted to let everyone know, like, you're here and we love you and everything's not perfect because this world is not perfect, but God is redeeming it all. And if you ever want to get coffee outside, me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, Tanisha, that is such a good word and a good word. <laughs> to end the podcast on we love you Yay. and victor so much and y'all are such valued and cherished members here at shades so it was so good getting to talk with you and like we said we know that we're gonna have both you guys on for <laughs> many more episodes because there's so much stuff to talk about right of course <laughs> totally but thanks for coming on today we really appreciate it and thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Meet a Member of Shades Midweek. See you guys later.